Alrighty. It is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. And it is opening day eve. One of these two teams. Well, both of these teams. One of these two teams. Both of these teams will be playing tomorrow. <laughs> one of these two teams I'll be cheering harder for, put it that way. But I won't say because some people are really mad that it's not the team that they want me to be cheering for, which I get. But hey, I'm from Hawaii, okay? Some of you know we don't have pro baseball in Hawaii. So a lot of our little, our fandoms towards baseball is like, you know, we have all these stories. Maybe it's like the same city your football team is in. And I thought about that. I was like, could I be a Royals fan? And then I was like, eh. But, you know, growing up, Close to the West Coast, a lot of Hawaii people will become, you know, fans of, <clears throat> excuse me, either LA or maybe San Francisco teams as well. So, I mean, there is the possibility of being a solid, um, you know, fan of a, a Major League Baseball team or any pro team outside of Hawaii. But I'm just saying it's a little bit harder when you don't get to live by a stadium. Like, I, I can tell you that. When you grow up in Hawaii, when you live on the island, one of the th one of the things that you just always dream of one day is like going to a game and driving there, and not like, of course, going to a game. That's why Hawaii sports fans is was created is about going to games for that very purpose, um, and that um, you know dream that I always had to go to all these games. But um, something about going to games uh, and being able to drive to them, like a lot of people don't know how lucky they are. <clears throat> Some friends of mine that I have to convince to go to opening day every year gosh they better be watching this too but in Los Angeles California um, it is opening day eve just like it is across America but more more exciting than any other opening day um, is the fact that fans I mean because last year there was no baseball and before that, we just took for granted that we could just have fans in games and all, you know, clamoring for the best views and getting really tight and less than six feet apart from each other. But um, now we're just like, gosh, get me in this stadium. What can I do? And, you know, I've been lucky, obviously. I've been covering football games and going to football games and, you know, going to NBA games. So I've definitely done my COVID games but none of them have been in california so finally 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 california uh teams will start having fans at least the dodgers and the angels and that's very exciting because um obviously the dodgers the reigning world champions having them back and having them be able to celebrate with their fans is going to be really um cool because i mean it was really weird uh, I, <clears throat> and for both the Dodgers and the Lakers to have won a championship, not even in you know their own city, not even in the city of the opposing team, but literally in a bubble um, that prevented people from really being able to get close to their fans. Although you could have gone to the World Series, actually, because Texas had some fans. And I'm pretty sure Texas is still going uh, ahead, the Rangers, with having full capacity for tomorrow's games as well, I've heard. So that'll be interesting. Um, shout out to our boy Cheebs. He is uh, 
looked like he had celebrated. Saw the the um, Colton Wong play down there in Texas. So um, fans are already in the stands there. But you know that's Texas. We know that. I covered the uh, New Mexico Bowl in Dallas, Texas. Always strange to remember it's the New Mexico Bowl that's supposed to be in New Mexico, but was in um, Texas, Frisco, Texas, which apparently is called Sports City USA because that's where the NIT is in Frisco, Texas. So that's just a random fact. But if you've been watching the NIT on ESPN, you're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, that's Frisco, Texas. That's where UH won the New Mexico Bowl. Um, but you maybe you don't think that. But, of course, I was thinking that. So because I was there and it's fun. And they also had the Soccer Hall of Fame there as well. And it's pretty cool because the Soccer Hall of Fame was started by, um, you know, Lamar Hunt or the soccer push, Lamar Hunt. And Lamar Hunt. And his family also started a certain team. Chiefs. I'm trying to get you to be able to see my blanket that I'm sitting on. But it's the Chiefs. I'm talking about the Chiefs. Um, but anyways, that's a series of tangents that I went on. But all connected to sports. And also, more importantly, connected to the fact that fan experience and is at the core of all sports. Um, all sports, you know, even those that... um. You don't really you get a chance to see too much of, um, you know, because even like surfing and stuff, right? Everybody's just trying to get on the beach for World Surfing League um, events back home on the North Shore. But even those, that's like that's like the closest fan experience you can get um, even in Hawaii. But that's why today we're going to talk about um, some positive signs as we look forward to the fall as we look forward to um, more football tours because like I said at the core of this uh, Hawaii sports fans is that tour is that experience um, this company was founded in 2012 nine years ago and it's um, its main objective is to have fun first of all always have fun that's the main objective of my life always but this company is more than um, you know, people just coming together and, you know, following an itinerary and going to games. It's it's about the experience surrounding everything and also those things as well. Um, and the fan experience is so important, it's so vital to games. Now we, we're seeing how it's important to the atmosphere. And that's what we always bring. We always bring atmosphere. You come on Hawaii Sports Fans Tour. Um, you see us. I mean, you see me at every game. Right? I haven't missed a UH game that I could go to. Um, in five now six years so uh, if you see the people around me and how we're having fun and uh, more and more I just meet all, even more of you and it's even more fun but I think ultimately what we miss is that experience of being in the stands being able to hang out before the game hang out after the game and I really believe I truly believe in the fall that every stadium in America will be open in my my personal belief and um, in some form or capacity. I'm not sure I'm ready to say everything will be a full capacity, full throttle, like Commissioner Roger Goodell recently said. I think it was yesterday. He said that the NFL expects to have full stadiums for the 2021 season. And that would be a great thing, obviously, having full stadiums, having a bunch of full stadiums. That would be also particularly great because at Hawaii Sports Fans, we also have tickets, as you already know, at SoFi Stadium, in the club section, on the seventh row just getting chills right now because I can look out that window and actually see a little bit of SoFi. Um, but that's the, that's the experience right there. The, the most beautiful stadium in the world, the newest one, uh, SoFi Stadium, that um, 
it better be because this thing is expensive and it takes a lot of money and they take a lot of the fans money and I can complain about that because I spent a lot of money on that. So, um, but the Rams, of course, very special to Hawaii sports fans. That's why, um, you know, being able to be in the Rams stadium, being able to be there, but in the Rams stadium, the tickets are on the visiting team tunnel. So if you are going to be playing at SoFi, your team, you want to be on the tunnel and see your team. That's where we'll be sitting right in the seventh row, right on the tunnel. And, um, you know, so you can cheer for anybody. So I could cheer for the Chiefs, you know, when the, the Rams aren't playing. Because if I go to Rams games, of course I want the Rams to win. They better win. I invested a lot of money in them. But the only one game that I couldn't cheer for the Rams is when they played the Chiefs. And that was horrible. It was horrible. It was not only horrible because the Chiefs lost. It was horrible because Jared Goff played the game of his life. And literally the Rams played the best game that they played since they moved to L.A. The game was glorious, obviously. A lot of you remember the known as the greatest game ever played on Monday Night Football, um, over 100 points scored, and I couldn't even go. I was just, like, handcuffed because I, I'm not one of those people. I don't like to cheer for opposing teams in stadiums, especially if I'm a home fan there sometimes too. So you won't catch me doing that, but um, you can do that if you come with Hawaii sports fans. And speaking of the Chiefs, Arrowhead Stadium, maybe there might be two seats on the tunnel there as well. Yes, at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri, where I was there for two games this past NFL playoffs, uh, the wild card game and the divisional game. And then the Chiefs lost to the Buccaneers. Boo. Boo, Buccaneers. Sorry, I just can't watch this. Now I kind of get. So this shout out to the Niner fans last year um, who had to keep watching Super Bowl 54 highlights. I'm probably annoying them. So now I get it. Like anything to 55, I'm like, okay, next, next. Get Brady off the TV. And it's like maybe this time when he'll throw the trophy to the to the next boat, maybe he'll miss. Maybe it'll land in the water. I don't know. Just things I can fantasize about. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. That, I mean, but whatever, whatever. We're not going to talk about the Super Bowl. But we will because the Super Bowl – is always a special game for me and for Hawaii sports fans as well, obviously, because we also do a tour there. And I'm going to start taking orders now. If you really want to go to the Super Bowl, I'm serious. you got to come with me. Nobody goes to um, the Super Bowl like I do. I guess people go in different ways. But what I mean is nobody you know, kind of knows the game. You kind of want to be there. You kind of want to know people that have been to the city and have been around the game because everything changes, right? Everything about a city um you know, it, it we you retain the cultural parts of the city, but kind of the NFL controls um, certain aspects in terms of where they set up parts of the Super Bowl and stuff. So I always know those things because I love the Super Bowl so much. It's my favorite game, and I've been to it six times already. So I need to go seven times now next year. And it's the seventh time will be in Los Angeles at SoFi, maybe even in those seats that we have. Um, but getting ahead of ourselves... You know, that's the excitement of football season because, as we know, it's almost April. Tomorrow is April 1st already. And I'll also be getting my second um, COVID uh, vaccine shot. So I'll have my second shot. I'll be properly inoculated and um, perhaps feeling a little woozy and nauseated. Hopefully not during the game at opening day at Angel Stadium because that's where I'm going to be. Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. Shohei San. I mean, you guys already see all of my, all my angel stuff around here anyways. I have literally every angel's bobblehead. Shohei Otani. I love Shohei. Um, 
recently CC Sabathia called him the best baseball player ever. And that might not be wrong. I mean, literally Shohei Otani is doing ridiculous things. Have you watched him? I mean, Shohei is crazy. I mean, who can throw over a hundred miles per hour and hit home runs like 500 yards, like 500 feet, 500 yards would be amazing. Okay. 500. Okay. That would be crazy. But I mean, um, it's amazing to watch Shohei. So that's exciting. And to have fans there. So tomorrow night, Angel Stadium. I'll be there at Angel Stadium. But I will admit, I was a fan of um, Hideo Nomo first. And Hideo Nomo is one of those people that laid the foundation for guys like Shohei and Daisuke and everybody else. Oh, of course, Hideki. Um and uh, Masahiro Tanaka, who we saw pitch on a Hawaii sports fans tour when we saw Hideki Matsui before the game and took pictures with him. That's the kind of stuff that happens when you go on a Hawaii sports fans tour. Legitimately. That was amazing, too. Seeing Hideki, because he, he wasn't like, and honestly, he wasn't even a part of the pregame plans. He was at the party next to us as we were partying in Yankee Stadium in center field in the Bronx on a beautiful September Friday late afternoon. I literally that's 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 exactly what I want. That's exactly what I want in life and to do those things. And I get to do them. And I want you to come with me and do them with me because it's so fun. It's so fun. And um you know, <laughs> just going to the Bronx. I've been to the I've gone to Yankee games three times with Hawaii sports fans. Two or three times. We've already been there gosh how many times have we been two or three times already um and we've walked through the bronx we stayed in the bronx we've you know gone to bodegas and you know bought cannolis from there i mean that's the kind of things we love to do and those are the kind of things that you really can't do on tour groups don't do those kind of things because like that's not really the tour groups mostly are there to like take lots of people and then go to hotels and then take them lots of people somewhere else and then take lots of people here and lots of people here and lots of people here like that's not what i do that's not what we do because <clears throat> if i wanted to do that i could and um i wouldn't want to actually i, I wouldn't want to because I'm sure, and the com and there are tour companies that do those things, and a lot of you go on those things, and those are, are fun as well. I would have fun. I can say this. The big ones that go on Hawaii, and Hawaii football tours, I would probably have fun if I went with them because I like traveling, but I wouldn't have as much fun as on my tour. No, not close, not close. I mean, what I, what I give you and what we do at Hawaii Sports Time is the experience, and I want that experience um, to continue because this last year, I couldn't have that. I mean, we haven't had a tour... A full tour since um, the NFC Championship, uh, San Francisco and Green Bay, and we did the uh, we went to Chase Center and we saw um, the Warriors uh, play and actually break a ten-game losing streak. So maybe we were the good luck charm. And the new Chase Center in San Francisco just steps from the Embarcadero in san francisco crazy san francisco um but such a fun place as well we've gone to san francisco all the time um went there for super bowl 50. these are the kind of things right if you, i i i personally am leading all of these as well we've done over 20 tours in the last nine years 20 something tours 23 tours and a lot of them were super bowl tours um which is really hard to pull off in itself and something that most people wouldn't do but 
um, I think that it's that experience that is is worth it at the very end, right? Like it's something that you can spend your money on and be happy with all the time. I guarantee that. I tell people that all the time. Like you can have buyer's regret from getting, I don't know, a new, I don't know, chainsaw or something that you like, a toy that you see at like Lowe's or something. I don't know. And then, um, you know, you buy it and it's like cool and you have it and you use it and you put it in your shed and you're like, okay, one day I'll use that again. Sure. And maybe the day comes, maybe it doesn't. But um, the experience of buying a tour or going to games or traveling on your own, not even coming with me, even though coming with me is best. Um, <laughs> but even traveling on your own, everybody knows it's just so fun. It's, it's something that you think about all the time, something you talk about your friends with, something you talk about with your coworkers when you get back to work, something that you um, you know, you can find stuff and, and a little um, – tinkery things little things from events that you go to and you you have them in your office when you go back right like this u.s open ducky and this ducky at the u.s open i actually got because um they at the tennis tournaments which i've been to all four majors obviously my wimbledon towel is a fixture kind of in my background because i loved going to wimbledon it was amazing um but um they have little things for fans before the the game to like interactive things that you can like scavenger hunts. And that was something that I did. And you learn about fan experience. When I, when I go to all these international events and national events, you see what, um, you know, what, what's trending around the world and what we can have in Hawaii, you know? Um, but this was, this, this show was supposed to be mostly about the, the, the virus, but, um, and it is in a lot of ways, it's, it's the virus reminding us, uh, how much we miss a lot of those things and how much um, we're not going to take them for granted, right? So this year, um, everyone's going to sign up for all my tours. Uh, but at the same time, we are now entering a new phase where, at least in California, and what we see in California and Hawaii uh, kind of sticks together. Right now, California and Hawaii have the lowest cases in the country. Sorry about it. They're doing the best. Um, a lot of that is because of the vaccine. And, I, and if you're watching the live stream right now, I have um, this uh, um, graphic up and it is showing a linear align. Um, well, it's plot points of cases on the Y axis. Um, you have like the number of cases and then you have the date on the, the dates on the X axis and then like. We, you notice um, the ridiculous surge in cases um, that L.A. experienced, uh, that wave in December when people were like, you can't go back to L.A. And I was home in Hawaii and people were like, don't go back. And it was crazy. And I mean, there were some days where 20,000 cases a day, 20,000. Um, and then it was like 14,000 or whatever. But um, the seven day average, at least. I mean, there there are some outliers, but I mean, even 20,000 as an outlier is crazy. There were several, there were a couple days, there were 20,000 cases. Um, but even the average over that span, the seven day average uh, running average was around 15,000 cases a day, which is a lot, right? And people are like, it's crazy. LA is crazy. It's nuts. Oh, in Hawaii, like, no, don't go there. You're going to die. Um, Actually, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. Anyways, um, Hawaii and California are luckily experiencing 
some, uh, you know, good, better results, particularly because of the, the, the vaccine numbers. So there is a correlation as, uh, and California has reached its um, numbers, uh, it wanted to administer like 2 million doses. It would, it would adjust um, its framework for returning to normal, back to normal, right? And the way that California is moving now, as you see after, if you're looking at this graph, so you see um, in you know late December, you got about 15,000 average cases a day. And then <clears throat> like yet today, the seven day average yesterday was 548. So 548 compared to 15,000 at one time. And, you know, that just shows how much uh, Oh, California has had. It's hard because personally, L.A. in general is the cross world, the cross point of a lot, not just international, but um, and different types of people and people that live here, but also people that come through here, people that drive from Las Vegas, people that drive across the country or whatever, and people that fly in or people that whatever. And so you're going to always have a confluence of people from all kinds of places. But um, at least now it's it's clear that because L.A. has been able to administer a vaccine and um, I mean, that's one factor. That's a clear factor that is really des really brought the numbers down. So right now, as of this week, L.A. and Orange County have moved into the orange tier, which is like a less restrictive tier in California. And that is why. Um, well, the, the previous tier that L.A. was in first, L.A. was in the purple tier, which is like the worst tier. Right. Um, and so in that tier, there were like no fans. And most of the events really didn't. You know, most of the teams never really were trying to get fans anyways. And that's one thing. In California, a lot of the teams probably could have had fans if they wanted it, but or very limited amount. But a lot of them were just like, whatever, I don't really care. Or the owners just, you know, weren't putting um, fans in the stands anyways. They were just like, you know, we didn't want to deal with partial attendance. The Rams did that. The Chargers did that. You know, the Niners and the Raiders did that. So I think it was only 21 NFL teams that actually had partial attendance. Um and even Mark Davis said too, the Raiders coach, we'll talk about Nevada a little bit, but he, he could have had fans and he chose not to have fans. He could have had some fans, but he decided not to have fans. So there's a difference between can we have fans and do the owners want to have fans? But obviously, if we're at full capacity, it's obvious owners are going to want that, right? Um, it is kind of surprising that some owners don't even want partial fans. Like, I would think that if you could have some fans that you would try, but, you know... Um, a lot of people don't want to deal with COVID protocols. They don't want to deal with, um, you know, having to change their facility to, uh, you know, um, meet the demands of COVID. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a. Sorry, I'm just also logging on to the live feed. So if you're if you're on uh, Facebook right now, aloha to everybody watching on Facebook. We're on live on Facebook on Wednesday nights, and then uh, the show is backed up on Wednesday nights on YouTube. So you can check it on YouTube on Wednesday nights after the show is done, and then it's on podcast as well that night, and usually on whatever podcast sites. But aloha, everyone. Um, Nolan says Subway, and let's talk about boxing. <laughs> the Ben Askin versus Jake Paul. Who do you think is going to win? Oh my gosh. Wow, I don't. So I'm not, I I'm not a boxing aficionado at all. 
but the Jake Paul thing is interesting because that ties into kind of society and how you know people create a fan base. I mean, Jake Paul and you know Logan Paul, they a lot of people know them from YouTube or they know them from you know uh, mostly YouTube, but they've branched out into now boxing and everything and. I think a lot of it is is for the you know the entertainment. A lot of it is for the money. I mean that's what a lot of people do it. But I'm gonna be honest. Like I watch Jake Paul. He's pretty. He's pretty tick. I mean that guy. I wouldn't want to fight him. I, I'm I'm impressed. Um, and then he like does his videos with King Ryan and everything. And I was like, okay, this is the new wave. So I'm not a huge boxing aficionado, but I I definitely um, appreciate that the sport at least. I, I hope it's not being disrespected. Is that what I said? And I don't think that Jake Paul is disrespecting it. He might get a lot of hype, but I think it's more of the fact that people are like, oh, this guy's a YouTuber and he's like, actually looks pretty good. Like he, he's taking it serious. Um, Sean says, um, so that's that's my answer for you, Nolan. But um, I don't know. I, I, that, that Who knows? Ben Askin, so people can discuss Ben Askin versus Jake Paul. And we'll talk about that. Um, Sean says retrending toward a return to tier two. Yeah. And I think, um, that is a good trend too. So as Hawaii and California are both trending, it looks like California and Hawaii will also, you know, reap the same rewards of being able to have people get into the stand. So that's going to be on UH obviously too, when it decides to bring fans in. But I think, um, I think we've reached a place by now in Hawaii personally that we could have them at you know, less more comedy or something, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is. I think, I think it's more disheartening to me and it's, it's personal to me more to when you see like tour, so many tourists and so, and it's back to almost a full clip and we're not there yet as residents. So it, it's, it's, it's a little bit annoying, but at the same time, you know, we, we understand tourism and its place in Hawaii. And we, I think personally we should reevaluate and this is a tourism, right? I'm selling even tourism here, but, even at Hawaii Sports Center, wherever we're tourists too, whether we go to Australia, New Zealand, whether we go to Washington, D.C., whether we go to, you know, the Deep South, it's all about being good citizens. It's also good being good ambassadors from Hawaii. And it's also about learning about people, always learning about local customs, eating local, helping local economy, helping those people grow. And that's what I want to see in Hawaii more. I want to see... Uh, the responsibility of tourists when they come to Hawaii and have that privilege to stand, step on my island and be able to uh, just, you know, run your feet through the sand and go jogging on all kind of different hikes where there's no trails and then go do Stairway to Heaven and all kind. Um, you know, that's a privilege to do that. It's a huge privilege to be in Hawaii. And I've you know traveled across the entire world uh, to several continents and I love so many other, I, I love everywhere I go. I will say this, but I don't love anywhere more than Hawaii. I don't love anything more than Hawaii. That's why there's Hawaii sports fan. That's why it's in this name, but Hawaii is a privilege to, to be there and to, um, to be able to enjoy, uh, the energy, it's vibes and the love of the people. But as we start to reopen and as we start to, um, you know, see more and more people coming in. I think we want to see more residents in the stands. So, and I know a lot of people, people have reached out and said, what, 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 what about baseball? I mean, how can baseball not even have um, fans yet? So hopefully, you know, the outdoor games will be able to have fans. Um, but we'll see. But like I said, that's California. Um, you know, California, now that they're uh, in the orange, 
they're just a few steps away from the yellow. But being in the orange, that requires, um, and I'm reading this off, an adjusted rate of 3.9 or fewer new cases per 100,000 people each day and a positive and a test positivity rate of uh, of under 5% among other metrics. So the graph that I have up there actually doesn't have the case doesn't have the cases per 1000 100,000 people. So I'd have to extrapolate by the amount of people that live in LA County, which I really don't want to do right now. So um just put it this way they're there right now for orange tier um and um you know that's that's the hope because in california hawaii will be playing obviously most of its conference games all of its conference games in the non in non-football if you're not football you play in california and um you know for football we're going to play most of our games in california and we're also going to play um some games in oregon or one some games in Oregon, one game in Oregon, some games against Oregon teams because before we play Oregon State, we actually host uh, Portland in Hawaii the week before. And um, speaking of Portland, that's where we're going to be based for the Oregon State tour because I love Portland. It's like my favorite city. I love that city. Um, just fun there. So fun. And we're going to have fun. But um, the cool thing is that in Oregon and, you know, their governor, too, she was from from early on. Right. Early on in the pandemic, she um, was pretty outspoken and stern on what she believed in, in terms of her outlook uh, and what could be done in terms of live events. And she was one of the first people to say no live events. Right. For the rest of the year, the rest of 2020. And she was right. I mean, everybody was calling her out on it, but I mean, she was right. She was right. She was right. Um, you know, for you know, and able to in, in order for it to help. Could she have loosened it? Maybe, maybe. But we're still in the pandemic now, and people thought back then, like, oh, there's no way in the end of 2020. Like, we're still in it now. We're still in it now. We're just lucky that I'm talking about California, Hawaii, and West Coast states because California, Hawaii, and the West Coast are doing better. Definitely, California and Hawaii are. And that's positive for us because that's where we play in California and Hawaii, mostly our games, at least for Hawaii. Um, but we do play in Beaverton, Oregon. And I know there's lots of Hawaii people there, lots of local people that have, um, you know, moved, relocated to the Pacific Northwest and to Portland. Um, and my sister is an alum, alumni of southern oregon university so i'm sure she wants to go back to oregon too uh and i love oregon it's such a fun place um but the thing is there too everywhere has different metrics by which they can let fans back into the stadium so oregon's has a little bit different with lower risk extreme risk even that's the funny thing is even in oregon's extreme risk tier you can have fans which is interesting to me so they didn't have fans before but they could have but i guess they are slowly integrating fans in um but actually um portland is in multnomah county and um beaverton is in what is the other county i looked it up today so they're in different counties so actually their counties go by capacity requirements as well anyways both of those are right now both counties have some fans 15 and 25 percent and LA is uh, with orange tier is 33 percent, 
So looking at those numbers, if uh, California orange tier 33%, and then yellow tier is going to be 50%, and that's that's without the vaccine. And these numbers are all without the vaccine. Remember that. That's not with the vaccine in mind. Like when you know, like there's no vaccine metric. Um, even though I think California is starting to, they they added in something about the fact that they administered two million vaccines, so therefore they could change some metrics, which. Um, I think was science-based as well. And I think more things are going to start opening. I think in LA, we're already seeing a lot of things open up. Uh, but the lo in the lo right now in the, the lowest tier, the yellow tier for California, and also the lower risk tier in Oregon, capacity is still maxed at 50%. So I don't assume that that's going to be the case still. If, if we can get more people vaccinated. I think that's the only thing that's going to move the needle is the vaccinations. Um, but I, I would assume that California and Oregon would be back in that 50% that capacity by the summer at least. And I'm hoping by fall 100%. I'm hoping we'll see. Certain places are not going to be like that though, I, I think. Um, but I think California are... Um, who knows what can happen? The thing is, in California, the full con contact sports obviously didn't apply to the NCAA because some other teams played football this year. But full contact sports such as football, basketball, and wrestling are prohibited. Obviously, if your team is making a lot of money for your school, you can get around that. Uh, but that's California and Oregon. But Nevada, obviously, we play Nevada. Shout out Fuchsia Gate coming back to you. The... the, the Okay, for obviously the epic Fuchsia Gate, which we talk about all the time because, and I helped with it too. I'm just going to throw in my little thing. I, I helped with it like maybe two or three or five, four or five percent, but still, uh, maybe, th maybe 1.5 percent. Uh, but she has amazingly continued this cool tradition every year, uh, every time Hawaii is played there, and it's grown every year. And she um, is putting on this big tailgate as well. And um, it's going to be hopefully outside the stadium at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada, just across the I-15 from Mandalay Bay. And if you are in Las Vegas, you probably pass it a lot because it's pretty close to the airport. It's literally right smack dab. And that's the cool thing about Vegas. I will give Vegas this as well, is that everything is right there and just really centralized. So you go from like the airport to the game in like five minutes, you know, if you work really fast at it. Um, I'm surprised like Vegas should have like a terminal for, I don't know, I'm sure if you take a private jet, you can get really fast anywhere. But um, McCarran airport is kind of big though. It is, I feel like you, if you, you have to take the, the shuttle thingy back and it's a big airport, but at least it's close to the strip and everything's there. Um, and so is Allegiant stadium, which uh, if you look at their website, and Fuchsia and I were looking at this today because she sent it to me, um, UNLV, like a lot of places, once they upgrade their program and they get into a new flashy arena, like UNLV will be playing in the Allegiant Stadium or Raider Stadium. Um, that comes with some privileges because there's much less parking. So the parking situation is all going to be within their athletic club, which requires donation. So you have to make donation to be able to buy a season pass. So I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll allow the season pass people to sell per game if they want to sell pass or they can't make a game, but it does make it kind of hard to plan. So but knowing Fuchsia, she'll come up with something and she'll do it. So 
Um, and Hawaii Sports Times will also have a tour there. And hopefully the Raiders will be in town too that weekend. Hopefully. It is it, sometimes, who knows? Because we did San Diego when we did Mariota versus, um, you know, the Chargers in San Diego when the Chargers still played there. And, the you know, the stadium wasn't rubble, which it is now. It's so sad if you pass it. Um, Qualcomm Stadium, that is. That stadium hosted two games in a row, hosted a Hawaii football game versus San Diego State, and then the next day hosted an NFL game. So I'm hoping the same thing happens, but the NFL schedule doesn't come out, comes out even later this year. April usually comes out, but this year and late April, seems like it gets later every year. And this year, obviously, that 17th game was added. Um, so that's something that's kind of exciting as well. We can talk about, even though I know it'll be... I don't know. I'm hoping it's not too much, right? I think that's the thing about football too is it's 16 games just feels like enough. Like everything feels like enough, but um you know, I just hope it has only positive effects in the game and the players are compensated well for it as well, which you know, apparently they seem to be and it's in their collective bargaining, but they also seem to be against it. So, we'll see how it plays out, but that 17th game will add some intrigue this year as well. Uh, one thing about being a Chiefs Chiefs season ticket holder is that uh, Chiefs are going to be playing the Packers from Green Bay. The Packers from Wisconsin are going to come to Kansas City, Missouri. And they're going to play the Chiefs. And that's going to be date TBA because that's the schedule. It takes forever to come out. Makes it so hard to plan, NFL. Roger Goodell. Okay, let me go back to see if people are asking questions. Okay, no questions. Um, But, yeah, so that's nice to see. But Nevada, like we said... I uh, had some fans. UNLV actually had some fans. It was pretty expensive, actually. I was looking at the tickets. It's pretty, you had to kind of um, throw in some money to go watch UNLV play. And it was like, oh, UNLV. But I mean, it's probably pretty cool to be a fan. Who would have thought, like, the first fans to watch games in the brand new Raiders Stadium in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada would be UNLV? You wouldn't think that. But they're the ones that had a season with fans. Not full fans, obviously, but the Raiders decide not to do it. Mark Davis said um, also when looking ahead this year because he was asked um, in a Las Vegas paper about, you know, Roger Goodell saying that he expected to have full stadiums. Uh, and Mark Davis was also obviously very excited about that. Um, but he also said he thinks it's still a little too early um, to make that call. He also said we're probably a month or two away from getting an idea of how the vaccine is actually going to play out. So I think um, what we're starting to see in California is positive with the vaccine. And I think the same trend we'll see in every state. We'll see dramatic drops. So hopefully that'll happen also at Raider Stadium so we can be among 65,000 fans. Or we're going to be about 75,000 in SoFi, 65,000 Allegiant. It seems like a lot of fans, right? They're like, oh, it's choke people. This is put in one building and you're like man i've been like sitting really close like rubbing up against people in games for years like i definitely should probably wear a mask forever but nah, i i mean it's nice now not having the virus maybe i'm not gonna say that we're gonna have the virus for a little while for definitely a little while but um having sanitation has been nice because things like you know the common cold and like the flu have gone down like dramatically like it was like the least amount of people that got the flu last year, right? Because of the fact that it really had no place to go because we were sanitizing and being trying to be safe from COVID. Um, but with that being said, I'm hoping that Las Vegas as well will have fans um, for the season. And I expect that. I, I mean, I think 
having UNLV had having limited fans this past year, we know that I doubt they'll go backwards. So that's like the big thing, right? We all want to say like, are we going to go forwards? We're going to go backwards because if football season, if we want to have fans, we ha- we cannot go backwards. We cannot just um, uh, you know, go um, uh. We, we, we can't just let the numbers trend backwards. I don't think California, the numbers are ever going to trend back. I don't even think that another wave will hit California. I think, um, and Dr. Albertson, who we had on the show before, had said that as well. You know, I think California numbers have shown that the trend is there, and it, it's, I think we're, we're, we're good for California. We're good. So we've got to keep doing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Joanna. Joanna said, does UNLV play U, UMass? Um, no, not UMass in 2021. That'd be hilarious. Uh, Robert says mandatory vaccine taking for tours. Highly recommended. Definitely. I'm, I would highly recommend that now that everybody that wants to come on a tour would get a vaccine. Definitely recommend. Um, because I think that's going to be easiest because everyone's going to be in close quarters too. Uh, especially when we're on a tour. So Robert, our super Hawaii sports fan. Nolan says, do you follow UH Warriors men's volleyball? I do. And actually, I did share that photo of me featured in the 1994 UH men's warrior volleyball with me and little Brad and the two little boys and the brand new Stan Sheriff Center. So uh, I got to go find that pic. But I'll send it to you, Nolan, to prove my uh, loyalty. And I was there, obviously, uh, when Hawaii lost to Long Beach State. Um, I was there at the pyramid with Fuchsia, with Killy, with the whole gang. And then kind of Carlson at Hawaii News Now made me talk after the game, and I was sad. But this team is really good. So I really think that this is their chance to win the championship. I really think this is like, uh, this is the right time. Like, I think last year they would have won it, personally. I think they could have came back. I think it would have been cool, the BYU thing again too but um they're they're really good i mean this is a really good team and i think comparatively just to the country they have the talent to um overbear other teams which um i wouldn't say about a lot all the time you know and if, uh, it's crazy playing you know coll- collegiate volleyball on the west coast you have to be really good and um anywhere in, in college um you have to be really good but in on the west coast like you you see teams stack like guys from europe and across california and that's what you know ucla used to do that kind of stuff and um i think uh is starting to hit that stride where they're getting those great european players and um getting height you know i i would love to continue to see local players i think it's important and we have great local players we've always had great local volleyball players in hawaii uh but i think ultimately this team is built on a base that is meant to be a talent, talent overload almost. Which um, I don't say overload. It's not like they're so. It's not like they're Gonzaga, who I think is really, really good. And and I'm not even saying Gonzaga is, is a straight path to the national championship. But if I was to say this is a good question, if I was to say whether Gonzaga men's basketball number one in the country versus uh, who's more dominant, Hawaii men's volleyball? I would say Gonzaga, and that and that's and that's not because I think Hawaii's and I still think Hawaii's super super good. I just think Gonzaga's really 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 good. Um, doesn't mean they can't lose, but dominance is one thing, right? And I think Hawaii, I think Hawaii men's volleyball is better. I don't know if they're like superior, but I think they're better than everybody. So we'll see. I think it'll be good. 
And we'll be going there as well. Sean says, opening to day tomorrow for his Mariners. And that'll be exciting as well for um, that, um, you know, state too. Hopefully everything starts going. Let's take a look actually at some of the games tomorrow. We got the Dodgers and the Rockies opening up, which is Great to see because that'll be a preview of the Hawaii sports fans Dodgers Rockies game, which we'll be doing the night before Hawaii football at UCLA and the Rose Bowl. And I plan on sitting in the home run alley, the brand new section at Dodger Stadium. So, um, yeah, you want to come with me? Who, who researches all these kind of things at stadiums? But I do. Actually, it's because I can only do a lot of these things if I take a lot of people with me. So that's the best part, right? Like we can. Like, we can get Swedes and we can do little fun areas like we did at Yankee Stadium. I mean, that Yankee thing was so cool. Going back to that story, not only did we see Hideki Matsui before that game, but uh, we had amazing all kinds of beer. Joanna was there. Joanna drove in from Boston. Um, we had – it was just so good. It was just fun. And that's the kind of fun stuff that surrounds the game. I and mean, the game was good, too. I mean – um, I don't think I think Aaron Judge came in a little while. He was hurt, but Moss's hero pitched, which was cool to see, and it was fun. It was a it was a fun night to be there, and I think baseball also is one of those games that's fun for fans. Even though fans think you're like, oh, I would never watch on TV, and it, it is harder. Even if you're watching your own team on TV, it's easier to get distracted. I think, but at a game, there's like all kinds of stimuli, like food and like um, vendors and just like stuff that's going around around the game going on. So. I feel like, you know, we might not always um, uh, appreciate, like, the baseball watching for that. I, I, I also think that, um, yes, we can improve on the game experience in a lot of ways that we've, we've realized that during, um, you know, the pandemic, just how important that is. Because if you go to some of these COVID protocol games, they're not going to have all of the bells and whistles. They're just like not going to put in the investment actually <clears throat> when i went to orlando to the magic game they they did i'm pretty sure they had most of their uh all of the flair that comes with you know the introductions and everything but it was still very like cavernous in that arena and amway center so it did feel like it was just a different atmosphere so fans bring atmosphere and we want to be a part of that atmosphere we want to add to that atmosphere that's what hawaii sports fans is about it's about adding it's about being a part of it engaging and also you know, taking charge sometimes, having to be the ones that uh, start all the, you know, the the cheers. And we've done that. We've had to be the group all the time. Ohio State, Army, uh, you know, a lot of you guys were there too at, at the Army game. Um, that was our New York tour that we did on the Yankees and we did the Jets and the Mets. Yankees, Jets, Mets, UH versus Army. That's the kind of fun stuff that we do. And for this LA tour, it's going to be Hawaii and UCLA, but it's going to be Dodgers, Rockies, um, Angels, Yankees. So speaking of the Yankees again, the Yankees are going to be back in uh, Anaheim that weekend as well, that Monday. So that's going to be extended weekend. So you're not going to work on Monday. So make sure you take off for like Tuesday as well so you can come back Tuesday. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a fun weekend. And I expect everything to be open. I really do. I expect... Um, you know, California and Hawaii to the numbers to be very low. And I think if we get back to those numbers that we had in the summer, like last summer when we had like 12 cases or whatever a day, like I think we can, I think it's fair that to move back into, you know, at least 50%, at least like, you know, 
you can move like how they're doing in 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 classrooms moving kids closer like you still gotta mask up i think masks are rather going to be a part of society for a while and second of all sometimes you might want to wear a mask if you um you know don't want to get sick or if you know you're going to be like around somebody and i think this has taught a lot of people about like transmission um in the air of droplets and like how close you are in proximity to people so sometimes when you're talking to somebody and you don't have a mask on now it, it seems weird to me to talk some really close to somebody and not wear a mask it's it's just strange how you know we have adjusted and changed but i can see the mask wearing being a, a little bit i can see it, i can see like how texas is doing which they're not ready to do this yet but they they are <laughs> having their full attendance at the mariners game uh at the rangers game um uh but they're 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 mandating mask wearing and i and i will say at at um at games the ushers if they tell you to wear a mask, they, they will they will get on you the whole game. Like that's that's what they've been doing. And at least at games that there's hardly any fans, right? Limited capacity, they can see everybody. So they'll point or they'll come up to you. So I mean that's you know, important to keep it strict. Um, and I think that uh, it'll be interesting at Texas. I I just uh, I I just gonna be interesting to see how they do it um, in Texas because it'll be uh, interesting to see. I mean. Wow. All the fans. I, I don't know. It'll be so strange because sometimes we have to look at like vintage tape and we're like, oh, remember those days when, you know, had fans in the stands <laughs> or every everybody was sitting next to each other and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, those days are, uh, you know, it, it seems weird because now we, we're just trying to get people into the stadium. But Texas Rangers, last I heard, they still were going to have on opening day allowing 100% capacity. So... That should be a thing uh, tomorrow to look out for. I think that'll be something opening day to look out for as well. Um, I'll be at Angels versus White Sox at Angels Stadium. Joanna says, as long as I can get Italian sausages and Fenway in April, I'm good. And Joanna has also bought some season tickets too for Red Sox. So she's excited about going to um, a lot of uh, games there in Beantown, Boston. The sax, Noma Gassiapara. <laughs> Me and Joanna uh, saw the Patriots win the first Super Bowl, their first Super Bowl in forever, whatever, 2000. When was it, Joanna? Two, when they won that Super Bowl. It was February 2002, and we were in Boston actually watching it. And then we went running up and down by Faneuil Hall, and it was fun. So that's uh, some Boston Beantown memories. Your cousin from Boston, like that freaking commercial, that Sam Adams commercial. That's also a fun place to go. Me and Joanna went there, Sam Adams Brewery in Boston. But Joanna likes Harpoon. This is not a endorsement for Harpoon, but if you want to sponsor Harpoon, come, then let's do it because I'm looking for sponsors. Or anybody who wants to sponsor, let's sponsor. And I'm going to have something going. But anyways, yes. Yeah, so Joanna, uh, we do not unfortunately play UMass. I don't know if we're ever going to go back to Amherst. That was such a strange trip, but kind of fun because when we went to Amherst, that trip in 2017, we got to go to, um, you know, go to see the Red Sox play as well, but also see the Yankees on the other side and go to Cooperstown. So, um, you know, uh, <laughs> Joanna's laughing because I said Harpoon. Um 
that was a cool thing about having East Coast games. And a lot of our tours, when Hawaii goes to the East Coast, right, it, it's about connecting those East Coast cities or East Coast um, clubs or major league teams or professional teams together, stringing some games together. So that's what I really enjoy doing, right, trying to make jumbo weekends where we can go and do a bunch of different games. So that was one time where we started in Boston, did – Yankee game that night and a Red Sox. It was Red Sox or Yankee. Red Sox versus at Fenway. Red Sox versus Orioles. It was the child. It was the kid night. So they had those those uniforms on that were like kid uniforms, like playing Little League. And the Red Sox got killed. But it was fine because we were eating so much um, like funnel cake and ice cream. Oh, gosh. See, you know, I like the food at every place I go to, too. So. Or not all the food, but I try everything because some places have cool sh- stuff, you know, like when we tried the, um, like, you know, the grasshoppers in Seattle or something. Got to try everything. But I have to admit, some places, East Coast, South, Midwest, they don't have, like, the flavor because the West Coast got the flavor. Like, you go to Padres Stadium, you go to Dodgers, even Angel Stadium. Angel Stadium got flavor. Angel Stadium got poke. Angel Stadium even has poke at Angel Stadium. If I want to get poke, I can go to Angel Stadium. So, like, I'm not worried about West Coast. Like, it's always, you know, we hold it down when it comes to having food at games. And that starts with having local things. That's the thing. And that's one thing I said. Like, the Rams playing Coliseum was horrible. I hated, like, the Coliseum playing there. It's just so hot. And it's such an old. I mean, it's not, I don't, it's not like I, I curse the Coliseum. It's just, like, so antiquated. And it's, like, hard to watch a game there but the rams sure know how to bring in the food and they brought in all kinds of local vendors and uh like it was amazing like you get the best food at the game so that's where they win and the west coast has you know the best so that's what happens uh (laughs) joanna says funnel cake cam yeah i made funnel cake cam while we were because the game you know we were walking around you you don't and that's the thing about baseball too as fans you can walk around the stadium the, the game gets boring you can still have fun and go check out different parts of the game or of the stadium like um, at the Mets game on the tour with, with Amy our other friend me and her just walked around the whole stadium they were legit that was like the last game of the whole season for the Mets like it was like basically the last game and it was the second game of a doubleheader so there were like less than a thousand people I'm not even kidding like less than a thousand it was already social distance that game but on the top, we walked around and we just saw different parts. And then we got ice cream and then walked around. And it's cool to see different stadiums. Like, that's the whole fun part. Like, the facility, going to that facility is a part of the experience of going to the game, is being at that thing, right? Like, it's cool to just even go to Fenway. I went on a Fenway Park tour. Oh, no, that Fenway Park tour that we, me and Joanna did was the day after we went to a game. The first game I ever went to at Fenway Park, me and Joanna were on the monster, the monster, the green monster in Bastin and Fenway. And we had a home run ball hit right at us, and we were on the news for like three minutes straight. It was crazy. And um, because I had to keep showing slow-mos to see if it was actually a home run, and it was, and it went into extras. And that was crazy. That was my first ever experience in um, Fenway. But then I doing the tour the next day. It was still cool. It was like, wow, this is Fenway. And I was here last night. I watched the game. But now I have time to reflect like on, you know, all of the history and that the stuff that occurred in the stadium. And I think that's something that's really cool about, um, you know, some of these older stadiums that are still up like Fenway and uh, Camden Yards and what other stadiums like some of these older ones, obviously um, uh, Wrigley. One of our, we've done Wrigley a few times at Hawaii Sports Fans. We've done Wrigley, and Wrigley is so fun too. 
in Chicago. It's it's fun to walk up to the stadium and walk past vendors and walk past people trying to sell you water or hot dogs and people going to the game and people pouring out of bars and people going into bars to watch the game and people who are probably going to get stuck in the bar because they are too wasted to make it into the game. Like that's a part of this, the fan experience. Like that's a part I love. And when you're, when you're, you know, from Hawaii too, it's fun because anywhere you go, right. People want to talk to you because you're from Hawaii and talk about Hawaii and, um, you get to be an ambassador from the place that you're from and, and talk about all the great things about being from Hawaii and people of course want to come and they, you get to learn about, you know, I, I remember going to, um, <clears throat> um, duck. What is the duck brewing place in Chicago? Um, you know, which beer I'm talking about the one with the duck on it, the goose. Yes in Chicago. Anyways, going there and talking to people before the game, and I was like, oh my gosh, the game's going to start. But you could see like Fenway, there was like a cool little deck and you could see like the, you know, people filling in and it's just cool to like be a part of that. And I think that'll be nice. Um, you know, if UH incorporates a, a lot of parts of the UH campus, which I think the whole campus should be a part of the stadium. I think it should just be like the stadium. Once you get in, like you're in, you're in like, like obviously you got to keep it a little bit restricted, but um, like putting, incorporating what's around it and maybe even having attractions around just to get other people. Cause it's like a community event, right? Not everybody can go in the stadium, but people want to be around the stadium. People want to be in bars outside the stadium. And that's a part of the buzz, like, you know, going to green Bay. And I, when I went to Lambo and thinking about all the people who were like, you know, I work, like I remember the woman at the diner talking about how she can rarely go to games cause the tickets are expensive, but she sees Green Bay after you know Lambo outside her the window of where she works, and she gets excited with the game, and she can feel the energy and people coming in. But she herself doesn't go into the game, so when she does, it's like a real treat, and it's cool that it, you know that it, it it the game brings those type of memories into the restaurant at um, people that are there to see the stadium, like going to Lambo on an off day can meet somebody like her and experience some of the different places that you can on a game day like we were at lambo for game day as well we saw the chiefs the chiefs and the packers on monday night football in green bay wisconsin and that was on our wisconsin tour that also went to madison wisconsin and um hawaii didn't win that game in wisconsin but uh um, and neither did the chiefs the packers actually won that game and Aaron Rodgers um, shook Kevin's hand. My friend Kevin, you see him in the comments sometime. And Kevin was sitting around on on the, or he was standing over the tunnel, reaching over. And Aaron Rodgers shook his hand. I didn't even know that Aaron Rodgers had did this. I was just trying to shoot Aaron Rodgers, so I was taking a bunch of sh shots. So I was across the stadium, and I had like a decent lens on my camera that could get kind of close. And I was just shooting. Then when I looked back, I was like, oh, my gosh, there's Kevin in there. And he's shaking Aaron Rodgers' hand. So that was cool. And um, I got to send it to him, and that was a cool thing. Um, but that's a part of the game, too. That's a part of the fan experience, being there after the game, being there um, in the stadium or in the parking lot when the game is over to reflect on the game or to complain about the game. Um, <laughs> it's funny because – you know, that's that's how and a lot of you know how alcohol works as well. It like works its way up, 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 up. And at a certain point, you're going to come back down, buddy. And that happens a lot of football games, unfortunately, to people who don't keep going 
that's the dangerous things because it's like the people who stop at like halftime, which is good that they stop. They usually pass out and miss the rest of the game. Um, and the people that keep going just stay drunk the whole game. But then, you know, there is a crash that eventually happens at, at some point. But, um, you know, you want to keep that that uh, that excitement going all the time. So uh, I don't even know where I was going with any of that. Uh, but I just want to go back to the fact that being in the stadium, regardless, is going to be fun. Um, and having uh, tours that I can take you folks on and bring you to L.A., take you to Portland, take you to Vegas. Um, I think we're going to be able to experience all of those things surrounding the game as well. And that's what's important is... Um, having fun regardless of the game. And that's also one of my mantras is have fun regardless of the score. And I had to teach myself that because Joanna remembers this in 2013 and a Hawaii sports fans tour and Hawaii lost at the end. And I was so mad and so upset and like upset, like viscerally upset, which is crazy that I would, I would I, that's how much my, obviously very few people love Hawaii football as much as I do, but I used to let it affect my my emotions so much that uh, I know Joanna that went to like a club. I think a bunch of people like even from the tour and everybody back at the the Cal were going out after the game. And I was like, we lost. I'm staying in. And my, even my grandma was like, what are you doing? Why are you lying down? And I was like, no, grandma, we lost. I'm going to sleep. Uh, but I try not to be like that anymore because and I never am like that anymore because, of course, I want my team to win. Of course, I'm going to be sad. Sometimes I might cry, like if we lose the Mountain West Championship, the Boise. But I am always going to um, allow myself to, you know, not just feel the feelings, obviously, if my team loses, but realize the bigger picture and the bigger, um, have the perspective of being a fan of that game, of being there and making it fun. And games are always fun, right? Um, and the bigger games, like going to Super Bowl, are even, even more fun. And they're really expensive, but they're also at a different level. It's just the experience of being there is a different level of being in a normal game. Like, it just is. It's not the same. Um, it's just it's like going to Wimbledon, right? Like, I went to the Bank of the West tournament in Stanford, which is a beautiful stadium in Stanford Stadium. And in Stanford, California, on the Stanford University campus, a great tennis tournament. And I've seen a tennis tournament at UCLA. Then I go to... Wimbledon and then I go to the French Open and then I see and then it's just like okay we've elevated to a different level right this is the same players that I saw at a at a different circuit event but now at a major wow like everything's elevated everything is feels different you know so um that's that's something to experience this year Joanna says then getting shuttled on a golf cart to your car yeah so Joanna also came to Super Bowl 49 and her Patriots uh, beat the Seahawks on the goal line. Some of you remember that game. Somebody today in a text message actually um, called it the dumbest play ever. Okay, that was Sean, who we love. Sean Iman, our favorite. And we have to agree with him. That was the dumbest play in the history of the league. Um, and as a Seahawks fan, they've taken it well. But it's nice to have a championship. Like I have the feeling like even like Kansas City losing this past year. And it was ugly and it was sad. And I was kind of upset because I didn't think a lot of the flags were necessary um, that were thrown against the Chiefs. But I, I thought that also changed, ruined the flow of the game. And as a fan of the game, I want to see, like, a game flow. I want to see, like, back and forth. And it was just, like, never really got anywhere and just really annoying. Okay, my team lost the Super Bowl. But the game itself was amazing. Being there 
incredible. Being there, incredible, obviously. It's a Super Bowl. It's always incredible. Of course, I want my team to win, but um, we want to have a good time as well. And at that Super Bowl, it was fun because we were like the last ones to leave Glendale Stadium. Legit, like the last ones to leave that stadium in Phoenix, me and Joanna and, you know, um, the rest of our group. And so they took us on a golf cart back to our car, which is nice. Very blessed for the adventure, like Joanna says. Um, so many memories. And, you know, I think this year has proven that you can take sports for granted. You can take being a fan for granted. You can take, um, you know, you can take traveling for granted, being on a plane. You can take being around your friends for granted. And I think this fall we'll see a little semblance of normalcy again for football season and we can appreciate it even more when you're there and i my pr prediction every game you'll be able to go to um this season i think i think every game will be open in some capacity and and i'm saying that hoping that you know the rest of the people around the country around the world um, continue to get the vaccine, continue to um, do what's best to not let it spread. We're just stopping the spread. The slower we make the spread, the slower it will go away. Or the faster we, the faster we um, slow the spread, um, the faster it will go away. And that has already been proven in LA and around California. And that's exciting because now we have fans in the stands. So happy opening day to your team. If you're, a team, if you're a fan of the Dodgers or the Angels and Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, then maybe you'll see your team win tomorrow. That's what I'm hoping. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Take care. Aloha.